Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Before we get started, I just want to say that our – I know, I'm so surprising you. I just yeah, threw you what? for a loop. What's going on? We are sending some little gifties to our Patreon subs- – okay, so I got schooled a little bit because yeah. I keep saying Patreons, but it's really patrons. Correct. And I knew that that's where the word came from, but I thought it was its own lingo now, like its own noun, Patreon, but it's not. It's still just patrons. So – our patron listeners, we are getting some little presents in the mail because they were only supposed to go to certain people, but Katie promised them to everyone. And so I think in honor of that, if anybody new signs up within seven days of us dropping this episode, we will also send you something at no matter what level you're at. How does that sound? Sounds what good. Do you think? I yeah? think it's very good. It's, I'm, it's surprisingly generous from you. <laughs> because I'm a Jew? No. Oh my God. Why do you have to do that every time? <laughs> Because you, because of your ethnicity, it's because you you get mad at me because I overpromise and underdeliver. Yeah, but I'm delivering. I know you're this really is good not at a that. Tammy situation. Sorry, Tammy. Sorry, Tammy. We're just gonna say sorry to Tammy in every episode, much like Jimmy Kimmel says, "Sorry, Matt Damon, we didn't have time for you." We're if just you, gonna. If say you know sorry how many times I had bought, what's that flip flap? What's that? What's that? Flam? Poppycock, Fla- whatever that caramel popcorn is. What's it called? Flick flack? I can't You're think of the name. About Crunch and munch. The, the kind that's like Cracker Jacks, but it's Kind not. of, but it's better. It's way better. Flick flack? Mm. Crunch and munch. Crunch and munch sounds right. Okay. I think it might be crunch and munch. People so, are But I feel like really it started with an F. But anyways, I bought it several times and every time Oliver's eaten it because I haven't mailed it fast enough. And there it's is something the called crunch and munch. Mm-hmm. How about flip flap? Flick flack. Flip flip. Yeah. Flip. What are you saying? Flip flaps. Flaps. That's not a thing, is it? No, because they are suggesting flip flops. <laughs> Tammy, I never bought you flip flops. I, I never only promised you. you. <laughs> Rose Garden. I, never, I did though. I did promise did. you a lot of snacks, and I did not deliver. Flick it, flick and flap, flap. Don't. I'm type- so sorry. Ch- ch- what should I say? It's a, a crunchy snack. I bought you a crunchy snack. But what? What do we? How would I search for it? Don't just stop. We have to okay. get going. This is okay, not the episode right. for right. for banter. We have okay, to. You're okay, totally right, guys. Okay. We got to move on this episode because we have a lot to get to. It was a very important episode for many yes. reasons. So this episode is called Deadly Detour, Season 26, Episode 40. It aired on June 22nd, 2018. Can you believe we were at CrimeCon only like a month and a half ago? feels like five years. There's it really an ele- does. There's a helicopter going above. Okay. I'm in the wilds of Burbank. So it could be <laughs> anything going down right now. It could be a bad neighborhood. I might need to pull out my gun. Oh, brother. Okay. Because, see the way I did a tie-in there? It was good. This episode is hosted by Sir Mankey with the Hanky, and this episode is Juicy. Did you say it like that because you're Jewish? No, Ju-u-si? I was trying to because remember when you would pronounce those those scrunchies? Skunzi, skunzi. The the little rubber bands that you get at the drugstore. Because there's an umlaut. Yeah, so it's confusing. Skunzi. 
<laughs> I think that people are going to think it's as funny as you do because they can't see the face that I make when I do it. It's so, it's so good. It's like that, my favorite thing. It looks like thing. an ancient German woman. <laughs> so juicy. Okay, right, so this, this episode on. is juicy, and I loved <laughs> these people. It takes place in Atlanta, which do people still call it Hotlanta or no? Is that that's over, right? Uh, no, I'm going to do that. Oh, okay, Hotlanta. So we meet the star of the episode, who is clearly, to me, Danny Joe. Of course. Yeah. She's gorgeous. She's an older lady, but she's so glam. I will never oh, yes. be as gorgeous as this woman who is in her 60s. 60s. And I could talk forever about her, like how she needs to be the fifth designing woman. She needs to work at Sugar Bakers. So I she did is... not disappoint because you asked me no, in our she's preview. Everything. She is more than you described. Okay. I loved her. Well, then it's all – you need to call her and find out who her doctor is. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. She's got a good one. Oh, yeah. And then she and also probably has – And I was watching has... on a high-def TV. She probably also has an amazing skincare regime. I'm sorry. I shouldn't give all the credit to doctors, but I'm she, saying – Well, she's a cosmetologist. Did I know you catch she, that? I know she is. So there, that she definitely has a skin routine. Yeah. And her lips were like magical. And her teeth, she had a great orthodontist. Well, that's, that's doctors. Yeah. So good. That's okay. okay. So this is not really about Danny Joe. It's about the victim, Diane McIver, who grew up poor in Alabama but was super driven to be successful. So she started at the bottom of this company in Atlanta and eventually became president, which was a big deal. It's still a big deal. There are still not a lot of women CEOs, and she was one of the first. Correct. She was in her 50s when she met Tex McIver. He was a rich Republican lawyer, and his name is Tex which is that a given birth name? I always no, thought Texas was like a Do you want to know his real name? Yes, I do. Do you want to make a guess? You're never going to guess. Can you it's, tell me what it starts with? C. Cl- Clayton? Close, actually. It's Claude. No, oh, Claude. Claude MacGyver. Oh, that's terrible. I know why he goes by Tex. Oh, sorry, MacIver. I need MacIver. to say. Yeah, MacIver. Yes. Okay. So Tex is married to... Diane now. But it didn't originally start that way. Danny Joe is the best friend and she says that originally Diane thought that Tex was too short and too old, but she got over that. And because she's Danny Joe and has a southern accent, she can get away with saying stuff like that mm-hmm. and it just sounds charming. Like Julia Sugarbaker could say anything and you'd be like, "She didn't diss me. It was just delightful." Mm-hmm. So Tex has a huge ranch, like animals, a gun range, ponds but can we be real about the ponds that they were totally lakes get a private lake yeah yeah and joshy calls them ponds does josh have his own private lake that's larger than that and so he was a slight great question Mm -hmm. because there was a dock with chairs on it yeah that's a lake you could ride a boat on it you don't have a dock you don't have a dock at a pond no you don't know no. So then Danny gives us, Danny Joe gives us our life of the party, which we haven't gotten that quote in a while. Mm-hmm. So that was good because apparently they have crazy parties at this ranch. Diane and Texas wedding is full on dynasty or Dallas, neither show of which I have ever seen, but I feel like I can say that comfortably that it was like one of those. I would agree. Diane comes in on a carriage. And she is wearing a white headdress thing with feathers going all the way down, like Native American almost. 
you're making faces. We're going to have so much to talk about in Fashion Police this week. So much. I didn't understand why it was pulled so far down her forehead. The headpiece came to about a quarter inch above her eyebrow. That can't be comfortable. That's not a headpiece. That's a hat. You wore yeah. a hat. You wore mm-hmm. a hat with a veil on it to your wedding. Mm-hmm. But with feathered correct headdress, feathered, feathered accoutrement, dangling down fripperies, fripperies, dangling down. Very confusing. Is Tom Frippery a thing? No, like Tom just, Foolery. Just Tom Foolery. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we should make Tom Tom Frippery could be a thing. Okay. So the sheriff fripperies. The, is that I what said the, is that what the popcorn's called? No. Fri- oh no. Frippery. No. no. The Cracker Jack stuff? No, I don't think so. Uh, sorry. All right. That would have been exciting. Flip so the, about the wedding, the sheriff says, it was like something out of a Disney movie. <laughs> he talks like an Eeyore or something, but with a Southern accent. He did, trust me. You I watched Designing Women. You know that's how they talk. I love Designing Women. I've started watching it again. It's really fun. It's addictive. It is. So I don't really want to talk about this, but I feel as I feel like we must. The kiss at the ceremony. Oh, that it was one lip over the other lip like this? Okay, it was the ki- stuff of nightmares for me. What is it, wrong with you? That was because part of, of true it. love? No. Okay, why? Because I'm so jaded. I see true love and that's right. the stuff and of so nightmares. And so you're disgusted? Yeah. No, it's, it, it was partially what you're talking about. One mouth was way too wide open and the other one was shut. But then he starts talking to her as they're kissing. So his lips are going like this and hers mm. are just like open, but like getting kissed into, like talking into. And afterwards, she kind of like rubs her lips together like she knows it wasn't great. Like she knew this wedding was going to be the talk of the, the town and the wedding, the kiss just kind of blew it. Like the kiss was really awkward and it wasn't a one-off. There's another kiss later that's even worse. Maybe so I, that's just how they kiss. It is, but it is very disturbing to me and others not, on Twitter. It is not nice of you to be so critical of someone's kissing. Katie, mm. I'm not the only one. It was no, like no. trending on Twitter. It was not trending on Twitter. I'm exaggerating slightly for effect, <laughs> but it was very discussed on twitter okay i don't even know why people were watching it because if i see a kiss on screen if like if it's someone's home video kiss i always look away just yeah. out of habit <laughs> i never look so i have that's I saw smart the first about half a second mm-hmm. of that kiss and then looked away because i feel like it's private i don't want to spy on them that's interesting yeah then why didn't you just get married in private i don't know i just don't want to see other I've people wanted to get married in private because i don't want anyone seeing me kiss if you get married in private you will i'll be on dateline as a murderer. And you will I be may, the one dead. Maybe I'll do the ceremony and then we'll do the thing that they did on the Duggars and we'll just run out holding hands and then we go kiss in private. They did that? Yeah, one of the couples did. Wait, they it didn't was, kiss at the altar? They no, ran and out? No, it was going to be their first kiss. Like most of the Duggars oh, saved so their too much first pressure. kiss. Oh, it's yeah. too much pressure. So they just wanted to be private because it's literally the first time they're going to do more than hold hands. Okay, I can't. Keep going. Keep okay. going with this episode. So, <laughs> Mankey says they welcomed a little boy. And I said, what? Really loudly because she's in her 50s. Mm-hmm. And I scared the dog that I'm dog sitting for. And then he clarified and said they became godparents to a little boy named, of course, Austin. 
So yeah, oh, if you, if you, if the next person we meet is not named Georgia or Tennessee, then I'm going to be shocked. Well, no, it has to stay in Texas, right? So the next person we meet has to be named Dallas. Or Dallas, Houston. Houston. That's Houston. a good one. Houston. I could see that. I need. A, what about another little town? Is there a little town? Alamo. And Fort then, Worth. Remember the Alamo. <laughs> oh, the Alamo! Don't forget. Yeah, we haven't. They haven't showed us the Alamo in a minute. I know. So I almost forgot it. We're in I, Dateline. Attention, Dateline. We are in danger of forgetting the Alamo. Can you please remind us with some B-roll, even of if it's inappropriate? Feet walking. Thank you. Yes, they. So Diane and Tex throw lavish parties for Austin. They spoil him like he's their own child. And on the home movies, at one of his birthday parties they're doing those interviews you know like at bat mitzvahs or weddings they walk around with the camera i don't know what you'd call it a testimonial they go around and everyone says hi we're having a great time we love you you know but in the middle they they're like hi austin we love you so much they turn and they fully eat face what her mouth goes in at least two three inches wide on his closed mouth like he's, she's eating this old man's face. Okay, and then move they on go from the kissing. They're back obviously to the camera, and then they're like, "Happy birthday, little boy! I hope you enjoyed watching us kiss." It's really weird. Okay, so we're finally getting to the actual incident, which happened on September twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. Tex and Diane are driving home from a weekend at the ranch with Danny Joe. Mankey is doing this exposition about what happened. And they're shooting from inside of the car. And he's standing on the outside of the car with the door open. Do you remember this? No. And I kept thinking, why didn't he just hop in the car? And they could shoot him no, sitting in the like back it was, seat. No, I felt like it was a really good angle that we got of him looking. Why, why did you not like that? I felt like it was just strange and... But then he does this very dramatic, and then off they went. And he closes yeah. the door and he walks away. And I was like, that's the shot. Totally worth it. That's, that's the that's, shot. That's the move that dictated how that scene was directed mm -hmm. and well done. So Danny Joe is driving because Tex and Diane had wine at dinner. Diane is sitting up front with Danny Joe and Tex is in the back seat. And I was kind of getting confused about who was sitting where. So I started picturing them like us, like you, me, and Oliver, because that's basically what their, their three-way friendship oh, thing. Oh, it is. It is. So basically, I'm driving the car, which is terrifying, of course, and you're in the passenger seat and you're about to die. And then Oliver's asleep in the back seat. So that's what's happening. And there's tons of traffic. Danny Joe pulls off the freeway and Tex wakes up and says, I wish you hadn't done that. This is a bad area. Darling, will you hand me my gun? And he has a Smith & Wesson in the console in a plastic garbage, uh, plastic like grocery store bag. Do we see the grocery bag we or do. does he just say? No, we okay. do see it. Okay. We do see it at, in a photograph later and it's brown. It looks like a Ralph's bag or something or whatever they have there. It's that kind of brown plastic. Uh-huh. And 
apparently on Twitter, someone, one of the producers, I think, said that he thought it looked less conspicuous in the bag. So if someone saw it, they probably wouldn't want to steal it because they wouldn't know what was inside. But those bags are fairly see-through. No, apparently there had been a bunch of like break-in in the area of his work. I guess there had been a bunch of car break-ins and they're specifically looking for people's guns in their car. They weren't looking for anything else. But the weird thing is, also in his glove compartment was a holster. Oh, well, so he takes it out and puts it on. Right, when so he, he goes can out. he can carry. What yeah. a, what's that called? What's it? Uh, Permit to conceal carry. Conceal and carry. Conceal and carry. There's the one. Conceal uh, well, and prime. You can open carry too in some places. So I don't know what the law is there. So Diane hands texts the gun in the back seat. Within a few minutes, oh, the dog is coming. We'll see oh, how she handles it. The. Within a few minutes, they're out of the sketchy neighborhood and into a nicer area, I guess. It's kind of posh, they said. So they're talking about politics and the debates, which got me curious because I wanted to know about timing. I'm not going to go political here. They weren't talking about the debates. That's what I'm shaking my head. Yes, that's what she said. Mm, That's what she says on Dateline. There's another article where she says what they're actually talking about. (gasps) Which was what? I can't. I will tell you. Do you want to know now? Yeah. So in the article that I read in Atlanta Magazine, what they are apparently talking about is this strip club. <gasps> and they must have driven by it. And there is a dancer there named Blondie who can crush beer cans with her boobs. And they know this. This is what Danny Joe said in that article. That this is what they were talking about. Is that not the funniest thing you've ever heard? Yes, because I love her even more now. So there is. So everyone look up that article in Atlanta Magazine. I'm pretty sure that's what she said. Like, that's that's the story. Okay, but he, so this is what I was going to say, which I find. Okay, so now it's just very weird. So I looked up what kind, what timeline it would be. Mm-hmm. And this, it's very plausible. They also were talking about the debates. This is the night before the very first presidential debate between Hillary and Trump. Mm, so and maybe they were. Yeah, you're going to flip out. It's so creepy. Guess who hosted that debate? Lester Holt. Oh, weird. Right? Yeah. So, or they were talking about crushing beer can with boobs. Blondie. Both good things to be talking about. Do you think Lester was involved? Is In that why you're so surprised? Yeah. Is he your alternative theory? Is he vested? In this case, I got it. No, I don't believe the debate was in Atlanta. Oh, I see what you just did there. I, I, I do see. I do see. She's crying, you guys. Like she has actual tears of joy from her pun. She's so it's proud of herself. Fine. He's vested all of us. It's fine. He has. <laughs> okay, I know we need. To, I know we need to go quickly. I'm sorry. Oh, dear God. So, okay. So, that was Lester, good. Lester's I'll give doing, it to you. I you. mean, I didn't actually laugh out loud, but I didn't audibly groan. So, let's, let's say this I have only a couple of alternative titles for this. Yeah. They're puns. Because they're so good. I don't need oh, anymore. Man. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh huh. You're welcome. Can't already wait. Can't in advance. Wait. Okay. So, Danny Joe had thought that Tex had fallen back asleep because he was being really quiet. Mm-hmm. They're at an intersection and Danny Joe hears a big explosion. Diane turns around and says, Tex, what did you do? And he says something about the gun discharged. And then Diane realizes she's actually been shot in the torso. Like through the back of through the seat. Through the back of the seat into her back in the middle of her somewhere. Now, do you want 
the other story that I have right now, or do you want to wait? I only have a little bit of information about that moment. Let's wait, because we're going to get into it. Done. Danny Joe drives to the hospital. Tex is kind of telling her where to go, and there were signs that said hospital. I know, it's Mm -hmm. a little fishy. Mm -hmm. There's footage of Tex and Diane being wheeled into the hospital, and her shoes are gone, which I found kind of funny, but I bet she just had them off because she wanted to be comfy. And she's wearing long shorts like I wear and get made fun of for like Peggy Hill wears. But they look really good on her because her legs are so long and skinny. But they'd been golfing all day. That's like, I think like a golfing thing. It was well, hot I, and they'd been golfing. I thought golfing. they were at the ranch. Were they golfing at the ranch? Does no, the- they had been golfing all that day. Oh, gotcha. I thought they, it always said they were coming from the ranch. I think they were coming from the area that the ranch was. Copy that. That's weird. Did they say that? Yes, repeatedly. From a weekend at the ranch. Ranch area. We're yeah. going to go with ranch area because there's, well, there a, was a, there's gun a country range club at the basically. ranch. I'm sure there was a golf course nearby. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. The police come to the hospital and they bring Danny Joe to the police station. She gets a text that Diane had died and she goes down on the floor, like drops Aww. down and she's sobbing. It's very sad. That made me sad. Yeah, it was very sad. And also, she's wearing a really cute hat in the interrogation room. You're talking about her cowboy hat? Sidebar. Yeah. But she's wearing a cowboy hat, ladies and gentlemen. She's not wearing like an Easter Sunday hat. She's wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah. She's casual in the interrogation. I'm sorry. Do you want a cowboy hat? No, I just want to be Danny Joe. But I never will be. And thus is my You can. I can make that happen for you. I don't think so. I think it's nice of you to say that, but I don't think I ever could. We need to win the lottery. Okay. So... I she gets a text from her husband. I didn't know that Danny Joe was married, but then I guess she was. And then I found I want to know more about her husband. I want to see what he looks like. So do I. It's possible I'm jealous of him because it's a mm. little bit possible that I have a crush on a 65 year old woman. I think uh, half of America does that watch Dateline has the same crush. Danny Joe yeah. is delightful and should have a spinoff show called Jan- Danny Joe Knows. <gasps> I love it. Yeah. In the know with Danny Joe. Yes. There we go. And it's like a local Atlanta show and she talks to people around the town and mm-hmm. then we get to watch her do hair. Oh, I love it. Sorry, cosmetology. Cosmetology. Oh, I know what she does. Do you think she does lip fillers? Things I think like she that? Might, she might do injectables. Yeah. She might work I, at a place that does injectables and she does facials. Yes. That, that could be something that she yes. does. Her skin was flawless. It was. I mean, I was on looking on a high def TV mm-hmm. and you could see every line, but they were just beautiful lines. <laughs> like everything about her. Yeah. Was, she's, a, she's a naturally yeah. lovely woman who and I think, hasn't aged very well. We're going to say that. Yeah. yeah. She just, I think she's just doesn't. She's not gross like I am. She doesn't like bite her fingernails like I do and wear ratty t-shirts with holes in them. You know, like I don't think she even poops. I think she's just too classy to poop. She's just one of those kind of women that I want to be and I will never be that. Her bathroom is always clean. Always clean. And always fresh soaps and little towels. Yes. Nothing bad has ever smelled anywhere near her. She's never spilled Cheetos in her car. No, she doesn't no. have the crispy, like moldy French fry at the bottom like I do. She yeah. doesn't. She's just. She's just perfect. You know what I'm saying? She's just one of those women. It's yeah. really annoying, and we're just gross. I think you have to be born like that. Yeah, I, I don't think, think so you too. can. I don't think you can learn that, and I don't think you can buy it. Like money can't buy you class, right? That's what the countess says. Yeah, so she might be right because Danny Joe is pure class. 
Well, I'm glad we have each other. Yeah, this we'll moment be, has we'll been be... brought to you by the gross French fry at the bottom of Kimberly's <laughs> car and the old salsa lid that I found. You know, like the takeout salsas yes. with the little plastic lid? Yes. I found one under my driver's seat. I have no idea how long it's been there. Yes. That's... It still had goop on it. That's gross. Yeah, it's gross. But okay, I've done going. way grosser. I'm like, I have one gross thing upset. that I actively do that I can't even tell you guys. Stop well, no, it. we're not going to talk about it then. Stop it. I'll save it for a Patreon or something. My super gross thing. I don't even think it's that gross. Okay, we're not going to talk. Keep going. We're not doing super gross. So three days after the shooting, Tex and his lawyer go talk to the detectives. Now, please tell me that is not rich white man privilege that you can shoot your spouse and then just go involuntarily three days later to talk to the cops about it. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up because I was really confused about why he was all of a sudden in a suit in the interrogation video. And I was like, how is he wearing a suit? When because did he put on a suit? Three because it was three days freaking later. days later, he goes voluntarily, sets up a meeting with his lawyer and no, goes it's, in. It's, it's not just because he's a white man. It's because he is a he's Republican like, yes. on the board of all of these things. Yep. And he is himself a lawyer. Yes. That's Def- why. Yes. Yeah. Race probably does play a little bit of a factor, though. So the attorney, yeah, it does, Katie. Okay. Yeah, you need to acknowledge your white privilege. I No, I'm acknowledging. I'm just saying I think I think it also doesn't hurt that he is highly connected to everyone oh, in sure. the town. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, no, totally. I mean, he's friends with that sheriff. No, he's friends with this everyone. Like he's friends with the judge. Disney movie. The superior court judge. Is Austin the godson's dad? Oh my gosh! Yeah, surprise. Ugh. So I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I think he he's unbelievably well connected. Aside from being white, is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. The attorney of Tex says I have to go. Tex says that the gun wasn't cocked, and Mankey tells us remember that, folks. So Tex says once they passed the bad area of town, he started to fall asleep again, but then he kind of says he woke up again, and then he was saying he was handling the gun, but not realizing that the gun was in his lap. It's a little disjointed, Mm -hmm. and he seems a little upset, kind of upset, but not like really upset, like a medium upset. Medicated? It's possible. Maybe. Maybe that's just his personality. I don't know. A friend of Tex, who's a media consultant, offers to help Tex because rumors are starting to swirl that Tex was having an affair with someone in town, maybe even Danny Joe. And Get to, real. Yeah, exactly. To Danny Joe's credit, because she's classy, when Mank asks her, she doesn't say, um, have you seen me? She says, <laughs> look at my face, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> she just says, no, just so polite. No. And I'm not saying Tex is ugly. I think he's just a, an average, fine-looking, older gentleman. But Danny Joe is a sugar breaker and a magical unicorn. Correct. So Tex tells his friend that Danny jerked the car to a stop. And that's why the gun went off. That's the second kind of reason that we get. The friend asks Tex, why did you feel so suddenly threatened in this area that you had driven through tons of times where these homeless encampments, what do they call them? Homeless yeah. encampments, sure. like off the freeway. You've driven through there before. Why did you feel so scared that you had to bring out a gun? And Tex says, 
because of Black Lives Matter protests in Atlanta and how these protests sometimes can get violent. So two things here. One, I'm not going to say because you don't like when I rub in the fact that I'm right, but I was totally right about this. What? That he was going to say that it was Black Lives Matter. The area made him uncomfortable because of Black Lives Matter. I don't remember disagreeing with you, so it doesn't... You did. You were almost going to cut it out. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I have no memory of that. Yes. Okay. And the second... No, I was going to cut out you saying an ethnic neighborhood. An ethnically diverse neighborhood. The way that you said it, I didn't like. That's what I was going to cut out of our... And guys, we're talking about our preview recap that we did we start this a couple new thing days ago on patreon where we're gonna do a preview of i'm sorry a recap we couldn't decide on a name it's called we're, a preview preview no, preview to the preview someone suggested like assistant to the regional manager Pre- preview preview well no some people liked re- preview review oh that's what do you good. think of that yeah and like then that. okay what about review of the preview wait didn't someone say precap? Someone, yes, Cindy Boxer, I think, said preview plus recap equals precap. Pre-cap. I like precap because it sounds like a nightcap and we'll be doing it late at night. Oh, that's cute. Okay. I like precap. Good job, Cindy Boxer. Also, we got um, a speed date with Dateline. A speed date with Dateline. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny it's fast? too. fast? Okay. Yeah. But she that's said funny. she wouldn't be mad if we didn't like it. We can also just keep calling it different things. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Although mm-hmm. I think people crave consistency in this uncertain time. I see. Yeah. So you mean I the think- uncertain times of where people are driving under bridges and are worried about Black Lives Matter. Pro- but also Black Lives Matter protesters are not coming after. What What in the world does he think is going to happen if there are okay, Black Lives so Matter protesters out? Great point. Great point. My concern mostly was the fact that he couldn't tell the difference between uh, homeless people living in an encampment and people actively doing a protest. That was because, a problem. So here's a, just a quick super reference for everyone out there. If someone is sleeping in a homeless encampment, they are homeless. But if they're marching in a protest, holding up signs and chanting things, they are a protester. And mostly you won't see homeless people that are sleeping, chanting or holding up signs. Right. It's not something, it's not their thing. They don't, they tend not to do that. So text, what, what are you talking, what, what, what are you talking about? Text is very sheltered. Yeah. So the media consultant thinks, well, that seems like a great reason. And he gives that reason to the press to explain why Tex brought out that gun. He also and, said, I believe he used the quote, those people. Uh, so that's you got to love one of those, those people. So Tex, is yeah. a, he's, he's a champion. He's a champion yeah. for all human rights, apparently. What he a, is. What a great guy. Okay, keep going. The people in the press, those people, morph it into... <laughs> Morph it into him saying that he saw a Black Lives Matter protest that night and got scared. And then they say, well, there wasn't a Black Lives Matter protest that night. So he's lying. He's a liar. Gotcha. And it's reminded me very much of Sarah Palin, who never actually said, I can see Russia from my house. She said, you can see Russia from certain points in Alaska, which is absolutely true. 
And she says, and that's why I'd be good at international relations, which is absolutely absurd. But it got morphed into her saying, I can see Russia from my house. And it's because one of, of the those Tina Fey things. Skit. Yes. And it's one. But then people think she actually said it because of the Tina Fey skit. Right. So then it's what Tex was said was turned into something ridiculous. But you didn't even need to turn it into something ridiculous because his original thing was so stupid already right. Right. that it w- he did it himself, basically. Diane's colleagues start to get really suspicious of Tex. They say he never cried. He was very a matter of fact. He seemed very concerned with the amount of money that he was going to get. His sister, on the other hand, says that he cried all the time, like full on tears down her face. And her name is, I believe, Dixie. So that is makes it Dixie. It's either Dixie or Trixie. I think it's Dixie. I think it's Trixie. It's one of those. Trixie. Regardless, Trixie Dixie is. Of Trixie. course, her name. Should we Google it? Yeah. No, I don't think we need to. She's not worth it to me. Trixie. So, okay. But regardless, can we just say that that's, of course, her name? Why? Trixie, Trixie and Tex? Trixie and Tex and Austin and Danny Joe. Diane really didn't fit in with her Why normal name. Why are you name. slipping Austin in there like it's one of those names? Austin is a totally normal name. It is like, the town of... But how many Austins do you know that were not born in Texas? I know quite a few. I guess I do. Probably in the South, they think they're posers. I think Hank Hill would think that an Austin was like Bill Dotrieve, and they would make fun of Bill because he wasn't born in Texas. Can our Texas listeners weigh in on this, please? Let us know. Also, is there like a hierarchy of who's more Southern? So if your name is Tex, which makes you sound super Southern, but you live in Georgia, is like one Southern considered more Southern than another Southern? No. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I, think, think, I don't think no, so. I, I think, think it's just it, different. I think King of the Hill makes us think it's, it is. Because when Hank Hill talks about going to other states, he really disses them because Texas is, he thinks, the very best one. He'll be I like, don't really consider God Texas, forbid, North Carolina. But when you know, people like, say the South, I do not consider Texas as part of that. I consider Texas as its own thing. And then the South is like Louisiana and Arkansas and Georgia. And that's what I picture the South as, but not Texas. I picture the South as like Civil War South, not Texas. That's very odd because Texas is just smack in the South. Texan it, Texans, do you consider yourself Southerners or do you I consider yourself you do. Texans? Oh, that's a good question. I think that it's... Or is it both? It that's what I'm both. asking. I think it's both. I think a good old Southern boy from Texas. That's funny because I don't think that. You, I hear good old Southern boy and I think Georgia. I think both. I do not think Texas. But I'm the one who was right about Black Lives Matter. But I don't even remember... Th- but that wasn't, I wasn't upset about you men bringing up Black Lives Matter. It was the other sentence. But you've been right about everything else. So it's okay. I mean, don't make me say it. But I was wrong about Hurley. I, I had about three-fourths of the vote for were for you. No, I'm going to say three-fifths were for you. Two-fifths were for me. That's good. His hair did look like Hurley. I conceded that, but there was no other part of him to me that looked like Hurley. Well, Sean G felt like you were just so irrationally mad about it that he voted for me purely for spite. 
Well, Shanji gets mad at me and then does things like that. Yeah. But I can see what you're saying. He d- It's not totally Hurley-ish. But the hair was really Hurley-ish. It was. I will give it. I was so surprised that you said Hurley. That That's not like, think of. Because <laughs> it was so far from what I thought he looked like that I was so confused. You were very, very angry. <sighs> it's all right. Take I'm the sorry. lamb. Just take the yeah, lamb. Take the, yeah, take the... Jesus, take the lamb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never live it down. All no, right. you won't. Okay. Press on. So I'll never live down Rhode Island, even though I knew it. Okay. Tex says, this, this, I don't even know why they bothered to include this on the episode. Explain this to me. He decides to take a lie detector test to prove his innocence, but with an administrator that his attorney hired. Does that kind of yeah. defeat the purpose? Yeah. Yes. He passed with flying colors. Weird. That's weird. Yeah. Then, oh, this was my favorite. I think Josh included that to set the scene <laughs> yes. of like, this guy is a bobo. He, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Totally. So then we get to see Diane's company's memorial to her. I, I mean, this would be the one time I agree with Tex's sister, Trixie Dixie, is that the, it was weird. The bar has been raised, Kimberly. This was the craziest memorial I've ever... Is this what you want for your memorial? I'm just this, saying the bar has been set and it's I high think it and was, it's expensive. I think this was tacky and gross. So first of all, you walk in and... It her looks a little like Crime Con. It <laughs> did. like a big poster board with like it a thing. It looks like a Hollywood like, museum. Happening? It was intense. Yes. So first of all, her car is there on display. Like if it was a Hollywood museum, you'd have the Batmobile have on the display jag- or the like the um, DeLorean and they have her Jaguar with a rose on the hood and like a light on it. Like so people can walk by and what touch the car and then touch their finger, like kiss the, you know what I'm saying? What are they do? Pat the car and then touch what I'm trying know. to say, like kiss, like you do with the. No, they just have you know? her possessions there. No, yes. Nobody's going to kiss the car. I just didn't get. Okay. So then they have. She was well loved. Yeah. But I it feel almost, like a little jealousy from you. No, no, not at all. Because what it seemed to me that they loved about her were her clothes and her possessions. Be, that's what defined her to them. So they have mannequins with her outfits on them. Which is really creepy yeah, to me. Yeah, that was that was kind of intense. Yeah, it's I, I like see. again, like at a Hollywood museum, and you'd walk through and you'd say, "Oh, that's what Catherine Hepburn wore for bringing a baby." Not at a memorial, and you go, "That's what Diane wore on the ranch before she died," and that's yeah. the outfit she wore to last year's Christmas party. That why would you, that's so creepy? And but you got to give them. They were trying. They were, I people guess. People do people do strange things. Also, maybe this is I don't know. I don't know. There's I a table, know. there's a display table of her things. I know. Her jewelry, yeah. her hats, her glittery Ugg boots and matching hat. And I totally miss the Ugg boots. They're the glittery kind. Yeah. The kind with sparkles all over yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a hat with the glitter. Are you are are you saying sequins? But not not saying, but saying glitter. It's kind of. It's not like rhinestones. It's the kind where you rub it and it feels rough. Yeah, because it's, bumpy. it's like not bumpy. Yeah, maybe kind of like sandpaper. Because it's oh, just that's like glitter. Okay, that's what it looks like to me. 
I could be wrong. I'm not an expert on those things. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember Uggs making glitter boots, but I don't live in She the could South. have had specially made ones. No. Maybe. Can you get special? Can you get custom Uggs? For sure you can. Wow. If wow. you're Diane, yes. And then true. there's the other thing that kind of weirded me out is the video camera testimonial thing again, like at the weddings, which you do at the wedding, I guess, in bat mitzvahs and things like birthday parties so that people who are too busy enjoying the celebration, they can watch it later and say, oh, it's so nice they came. And you say on the video, we're so happy for you guys. You know, congratulations. And And on the video, it's this dude being like, we love you, Diane. We're going to miss you. Like, are they going to send the VHS tape to heaven? Mm -hmm. I don't understand. She's not going to be able to watch this. Right. So I didn't really get it. Then Tex makes another murder suspect faux pas which happens a lot it might be need to be a bingo square he puts her furs her clothes and her jewelry up for sale and his friend the sheriff that said it was something like something out of a disney disney movie says tex do not do that it don't look good and he's right it looked really bad it doesn't people were very upset her jewelry is very fancy the photo they keep using, was that her closet? Yeah. It looked like a store. Yeah. It, it's, oh, no, no, no. There's two. You see her closet at one point, and then at another point, there's a store. Or wait, was it a store? Was it her closet? I, I don't know. I've seen some crazy. Closet. I've fallen down a few YouTube holes wa- yeah, looking at I mean, the Kardashians people's. have those That's closets. That's insane. They look like stores. Yeah. It looks like a store. I mean, all the shoes are laid out in all different colors. Like, you could just go shopping in there. Like a, it looks like a store on Melrose or something, like a little boutique. Yeah, but it was fun. her closet. I know you're in. You were in heaven. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I don't get it. So Tex's sister said that Diane had left money to people in her will, but she didn't actually have the cash for it. Mm-hmm. So Tex had to sell off her things. Correct. In December, the police charged Tex with involuntary manslaughter, so saying it was an accident. And not a murder charge. And when they release him on bail, this is when I started to get, I don't know, just super confused about the state of his mindset. He seems very like a dotty old man. And he's kind of smiling at people, like and waving. Like he's like a little old man that got served hot soup at a deli. And he's just tottering along. He seems to be a little out of touch. Yeah, He does. Mm -hmm. He for Mm -hmm. sure does. And... Danny Joe is starting to get very suspicious. So she goes on the route that she went that night with Hanky, Mankey. And they're sitting in the car. And Danny Joe says they were just sitting at the red light when the gun went off. It was not like she jerked to a stop. And that made the gun went off. I know you have things to say about this. This is what she says. And then she says that she was frantic, but Tex was very calm. And at one point, he told her to slow down because there could be people walking with baby carriages at night. Okay. They get to the hospital. The police show up. And Tex says to Danny Joe, I don't trust these guys. I'd hate to see you get wrapped up in this, Danny Joe. I've seen how these things can go down. Just tell them you're here as a friend of the family. As in, don't tell them that you were driving the car. She says, but I was driving the car. And he says, well, they don't know that. 
Well, so who he, is he going to tell them was driving? That he was driving and that a, ga- a gangster got in the back seat and shot him because that's what he would probably say. It was a gangster because he doesn't know what that is. If they police even interviewed one person that helped her get out of the car at the hospital, the two nurses that are seen on video, they would have seen Danny Joe driving the car. Yeah, of course. And Diane is in the passenger seat. And he gets out of the back seat. I mean, it's on video. I don't know how good of a lawyer Tex is. I don't think or a yet. husband or a person, yeah. just or a liar. Maybe just didn't think things through. Yeah, not he's, lo- not, he's losing his touch. He's not. He is. Yeah, he's not. It's yeah. on. It's literally on video. So the prosecutor we meet is Clint Rucker. Another good name. He's awesome. He is like. What am I trying to say? He has. He's has the style of Mankey, but he's built like a linebacker, Correct. which I love. He has a bald head and like a really deep voice and he's built like the rock or something, but he is wearing a totally dapper polka dot tie and a silk hanky. And I loved him. And he says the gun needed 12 pounds of pressure to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just go off. You have to pull it very hard. Then we get to see Diane's office. Did you notice this? I did. There are paintings in the back, tons of artwork. There's one of those Japanese partition things. Oh, uh huh. Against the wall, and then she has this giant marble desk, like screens. No, but it was it was more like golden solid. Scre- right. It wasn't as like it was not. I, th- I think they might be called screens. I think they're called like room partitions, but maybe screens. The kind that fold, yes. like a fan. Yes. Yes. And she has a giant marble desk. Oh, I didn't see the marble desk. And I was like, who has a marble desk? Marble countertop. Okay, in the kitchen. Desk? I've never seen. Wow, I'd get pen mark all over that. What do you do if you do a Sharpie and it bleeds through? That sounds like a disaster. You have to replace the whole slab, I think. Oh, boy. They go through Diane's computer and they find out that Tex was having financial trouble and that Diane was working on a new will. They find a Glock in Texas condo, and I like I'm like saying a Glock, like I know what a Glock is. It's I don't know what kind of gun a Glock is, but whatever. I think it's a pistol. Okay, so the, they, he's not allowed to have one because he's on parole. So they send him back to jail. The prosecutor then changes the charge to murder, so not just an accident anymore. The sister Dixie Trixie thinks that Tex. She doesn't say that she doesn't think Tex would do it, but she doesn't think he would do it with a witness right there. She doesn't think he would do it in that stupid of a manner. Right. And like with Danny Joe, who you don't know what she's going to say there. But my issue was more, why would you shoot her through the seat in the stomach? Because that very easily could have not killed her. At least as far as law and order is concerned, every time someone gets shot in the stomach, they live like half the time. So if it doesn't miss – if it misses an organ, you can survive. Mm -hmm. It's not a guarantee to kill is what I'm trying to say. Got it. So it doesn't make sense. Also, he didn't know that she was going to pull off the freeway. It maybe was an opportunistic thing. Maybe he was planning to kill her earlier and then he realized he had the opportunity then. The trial starts and they say the motive was money. And they bring on a financial guy who says that before the accident, Texas net worth was $1.7 million. And after the accident, it was like $6 million. 
but 1.7 million does not seem to me like financial trouble. But are these people like so rich that 1.7 is like you might as well be on food stamps well, and I think declare bankruptcy? The, the upkeep of a place like the ranch is like $50,000 a month. Yeah. It's like things like that where it's just so much money. Mm-hmm. So no, that's not enough money. And he's getting to retirement age. Right. So he does not have enough assets or enough net worth right. to retire comfortably. Right. Diane had redone her will, at least we think she might have, leaving the ranch to Austin, the godson, and that created a rift. But no one can find the will. The prosecutor can't find the will, and I don't understand what the point is of making a new will if you no one can find it after you're dead, right? I mean, wouldn't you leave it with your lawyer or in a safe? Right. I mean, you it has to be found. Would. It doesn't just go into a system where anyone in the government can access it. It's like someone has to find it and know that it's there. So it doesn't make any sense. So I don't, I don't know if I think there was a new will because I'm sure they in- asked her lawyer, unless Tex was her lawyer. I have a little bit of info on it, but I'll okay. wait. Okay. I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. The defense team has a slender man type man with white gray hair it's balding on top, and it has a long... Are you sighing at me or I'm, at the of hair? Of course I'm not sighing at you. Well, you sometimes say that I'm too critical I of didn't people's know. looks. Here's the thing. We had gotten through the majority of interviews and shots with him without me seeing it. It's not until closing arguments that I see something weird on the side mm-hmm. of his neck, and I said, what is that? And then he turns to the flipboard or whatever. Was it like it happened in slow motion? It was. And it's a six or seven inch braided I was going to say a foot. Because at one point when you see it going down, well, it went down to his like breastbone, Mm -hmm. like his chest area. And then when it went straight down his back, it was like mid-level back. It was longer than I thought it was when you saw it from behind. It's... It's a rat tail braid. It's very upsetting. So Texas defense team, the one good thing I can say about them is that they actively hate Tex. And it's pretty funny. The defense team? Yeah, yeah. they do. They're they so annoyed like with him. They don't like their client at all. They're so annoyed with him. They're so annoyed with him. And they basically, he was basically trying to represent himself and he would not right. shut up. Right. And Mank says, is it like you had to tell him to stop talking? And they're like, yeah, worse than that. And Mank starts laughing and he's saying, like, I won't represent you if you keep opening your mouth. And the braided uh, rat tail slender man says, even worse, like there would be physical repercussions if you don't stop opening your mouth. They wanted Wait, to, yeah. Like, are they going to hit the like 75 year old man? Like they wanted to murder him. They, yeah. they, like they were going up on murder charges. <laughs> hey, Tex, let's go for a ride through the bad area of town exactly. where there might be Black Lives Matter protesters. We're going to just see what happens. Like they really were so annoyed with him. And Mank is delighted by this. 
Of course, because he's delightful. This is Jess Betancourt, the host of DNA ID, the only true crime podcast that exclusively covers cases solved using forensic genealogy. DNA ID goes behind the headlines to answer your questions about this remarkable new crime-solving tool, how it works, how cases are selected, why the cases were unsolved for so long, and how the justice system is addressing it. I include input from law enforcement to give you the inside scoop that we all crave with a straightforward, no-nonsense delivery. You can find DNA ID on any podcast platform. Episode come out weekly on Mondays. So Mank, uh, sorry, Tex has the opposite of delightful. Text, 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 text has a sleep disorder called, <laughs> I'm sure it's a real thing. It sounds really funny though. Confusional arousal. That does sound terrible. Which is where your arms and legs kind of jerk when you're sleeping. And I think I might have it. Well, no, everyone does that. Everyone does everyone that. I does think that. that this is to an extreme degree. Yeah. I think he flails yeah. when it happens. Because he had been diagnosed and had been seeing someone at the Mayo Clinic or something for a long yeah. time. So he has had this. So that is actually a really good defense. Yeah, no, he it totally has is. a thing that yes. actually could, yes. yeah. But they should change the name because – Confusional arousal means sounds something like, else. Yeah, that it means- sounds like when George Casanza got aroused when a man was giving him a massage right. on Seinfeld, and he was very confused by his arousal. The prosecutor does his closing argument, and I got was so excited that he has props. He has this jar full of water, like muddy water. I was so excited. He shakes it up. And he says, by the time I'm done talking to you, this case will be as clear as this water. (laughs) But guess what? My beloved prosecutor, who is delightful, and I love him. He's super great. He obviously did not time this out. This was Bef- such this was such a it fail. Was su- it was an epic fail. It should have been in those YouTube fail videos. That's not it's not great because of course the the defense is going to use that against him. Yes. That's like the glove not fitting. You oh need my God. to test Katie, that. Katie. What? What did I write down? This is as sad as the prosecutors making OJ try on the gloves and then they were like wah wah. Yeah. That's what I wrote down. Where's twinsies? Two peas. Two peas. It was so such an epic fail, and I was yeah, like, was really "Prosecutor, bad. I was rooting for you. We, we were, were all rooting, rooting for you. you." Also, the prosecutor is this this very handsome, well dressed black man, and the yeah. uh, there's another prosecutor lady who's a, an African American woman, and so there is you're kind of almost rooting for them more just because of the whole Black he Lives Matter a, excuse. Yeah, he had been so bad. Yeah, so it w- it would be this great comeuppance for them yeah, to have absolutely. these great, you know, educated black attorneys kind of take him down. But then, of course, he just why wouldn't you time it out? Why would you not practice? Why would you use that? It didn't make any sense. It wasn't a good. I feel like it's something that you're doing your closing argument. You're up until three a.m. the night before, right. and your kid has left, has been playing mm-hmm. in the mud, and has mm-hmm. left this jar there. And you're like, and you hey, get this idea. I can use this sediment to like do it. <laughs> oh, come on! But if you think about it, it's really not a good case because what you're saying is this was muddied. 
it's now clear, but the mud is still there in the bottom. The analogy didn't work. Our case work. is still no, muddy. It didn't, no, Kimberly, so it didn't. It didn't work on any yeah. level. And he needed to go and ask someone and be like, "Do his closing argument and not throw that in at the last minute." And mm-hmm. I bet you that that female attorney that mm-hmm. opened did the opening arguments yeah. was shaking her head at the desk. No, had to she excuse was. herself with and go finger. to the bathroom. She was shaking her finger too. She, no, she ran to the bathroom and had to call someone and called her friend. You was will like, not you believe. You are not going to believe what Bill did. You are he not going to believe. And the friend is like, girl, he didn't do that muddy water thing. And she, yes, he did. I told him not to. He did the muddy water. Oh, my God. Why? And then the friend is like, does he not remember OJ? Everyone remembers don't the gloves. Don't try on the gloves. You don't do. But once you don't practice, you should practice how much you shake it. Maybe he was so excited to be doing it. He shook I it more know. than he did in practice. Like in rehearsal, he didn't shake it as much. Maybe so there's it, just different air in the room. And maybe it's temperature related. I have no idea how that works. They probably keep it cold in there with the air conditioning. That could change the temperature of the water. Here's the problem that I thought too. And sorry, if you guys aren't understanding, he had a mason jar with mud at the bottom and then water at the top and he shook it. And that was his like, by the time I finish my closing argument, this will all be as clear as this water will be. Right. He's but like he's, clearing out the, so, he's he's clearing out the mud. He's admitting it's muddy right now. <laughs> right. But he's clearing out the yes. mud with his closing argument. Here's also the problem. You're a juror. What are you doing the entire time he's talking? Looking, just so distracted, not listening to a word he's Staring saying at because the you're looking at the mud. Good point. That I would totally be doing that. It's a human mud. reaction. That's what you do the whole time. You just stare at it. And he probably saw people looking at it and is like trying to get their attention in his mm-hmm. closing argument and was like, oh my God, this is the biggest mistake of my career. And he had other props too. He had stuff written on a board and he had f- inflammatory stuff written on that board. He had Black Lives Matter equals KKK equals what? like he had crazy stuff written on that board, but no one is reading his board. Okay. Just get seriously they're all just just, looking at the jar that makes me crazy just yeah get yourself a laser pointer people can be distracted by the laser pointer but at least they'll be focused on (laughs) what you're talking about yeah people are dumb they also had a really hard time getting jurors on this they went oh i'm sure a hundred that's crazy a hundred people were excused because people had already made up atlanta is extremely high african-american population right and everyone knew the case yeah, so they're so mad. you're screwed either yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. We meet three jurors and I know it's very upsetting. I'm not going to say something about one of the jurors because Katie will think it's too mean. The jury decides basically it all comes down to if the gun was cocked or not because they think if the gun – are you laughing because I'm saying cocked? <laughs> so <laughs> the jury decides – so like – it would be so easy for it to go off if it was cocked. What about going off half cocked? <laughs> I mean, a quarter <laughs> cocked. If you are confused, if you suffer from confusional arousal, can you give you me that? You might be half cocked. You're just going right over the top of my brilliant statement. You no. know that's a saying. Yes, I know. I've almost said it, but I don't stoop to your level. This I dog bet, is like I, humping my leg, and it's disgusting. a girl. Sorry, what kind of dog is it again? <laughs> it's a, it's I don't know, a mix of something. How little? Very small. Some sort of. Can you can you please pick her up and show her to me? Because I she can't. might bite me. 
Well, is is it worth it? So she's like part Dalmatian, part maybe she, Chihuahua. That's not, there's no Dalmatian in that dog. Not Dalmatian. I'm sorry, Dachshund. Chihuahua. Dachshund yeah. and it Chihuahua. Looks like Chihuahua, maybe. Dachshund, and Beagle. Maybe she's very short-haired. Is yeah. she old? She has little white, little white. No, chest. she's only two. Oh, hi, little. Um, and those she ears are crazy. Hated me yesterday. She like, likes I could you. Look at she's super happy. Near her. Like I had to chase her. Couldn't get her leash on. What's she her name? Biscuit. All right, that's funny. I said, "What's her name?" And I was thinking, she looks like a Babs in my head, oh, and her name's I'm Biscuit. I was Babs. close. Okay, keep okay. going. So we meet the three jurors, and the jurors decide that if the gun was cocked, then it totally is plausible that it could be an accident. Because if the gun was cocked, it would be very easy to discharge it. But here's the key thing: when we go all the way back to the three days before the or after the accident. Texas lawyer told the cops specifically that the gun was not cocked Mm -hmm. and that Tex had told him that. Mm -hmm. So the jury is hung. This part drives me crazy when this happens. The jury says they're hung and then the judge says, no, I don't accept that. Go back. And then a few hours later, they have like an answer. Yeah, that makes me crazy too. They weren't really hung. It's like you're kind of hung unless unless the judge is like, Come on, guys. And then you're like, oh, we'll really try. No, but here's the deal. That is also something that appeals. The lawyers actually don't mind it because they can use it in appeals. They can use the fact that they gave them an Allen plea to go back in or an Allen charge. It's called something. It's an Allen charge, I think is what it's called. Sorry, it's Alfred pre-Allen Alfred plea Allen charge. When you say I didn't do it, but I acknowledge that there's enough evidence that I did do it. I'm pretty sure it's called the Allen charge and it's it's asking the jury to go back in and do this thing. But when the judge gives that, uh-huh. it definitely helps the defense if it comes back that's in, interesting. in the yeah. negative favor. Yeah. Well, I get why, because if the judge had said had not said that, mm-hmm, if he had correct. said, Okay, you're then it would have been a new trial or maybe no trial right. after that. Right. So but I think They've, that the judge is also trying to save the county money, right, by having another right. trial. But at the same, I just don't get what's going on with the jurors. Are they saying they're done, but they're not really done? And then when the judge is like, "You guys cannot go home until it's done," and then they think, "Well, we better actually really try now." How do you? How are you hung? And then two hours later, you're not hung, just because the judge said try some more. It seems very strange to me. We need to read what an Allen police said, or an Allen, yeah, we need to read what that says. Okay. What the judge says to them, because it's something, and I think it's a lot about convicting on uh, looking at all the charges. Don't focus mm. on this big one. Focus right. on all of them, which is then sort right. of what they ended up doing. So yes. go ahead. Sorry. That's an, okay. That makes sense. They find him not guilty of murder. The big charge, mm-hmm. but they find him guilty of accidental death, which basically boils down to that he meant to shoot her, but not to kill her, Correct. which is obviously not the case, because if you're shooting someone, you want to kill them Correct. in most instances. Correct. So, so it was a compromise verdict, and it's kind of BS. It so is. they were making a compromise. Absolutely. So Tex gives a speech that, again, makes me question his mental state. He says how he's going to miss Austin, he's going to miss the food at Chick-fil-A, and finally he's going to miss Diane, 
And after Zaxby's last week, I got in quite a discussion with people online about Chick-fil-A versus Zaxby's versus this place called Cane's and how the chicken and we were, they wanted a poll. What about Church's Chicken? I've never heard of that. As a vegetarian, I didn't feel really right about doing the poll for chicken. It kind of made Why me feel icky. I answer? I could answer the poll about chicken. I have you, feelings about chicken. You're chickens. not on Twitter, but you could... You, I did a poll about biscuits instead, but it turns out half those places don't have biscuits. Oh, well, so that doesn't help. What about I, Popeyes? Is Popeyes in there? Someone added Popeyes okay. to in the other. So who won? I don't really remember. It was kind of a whole cluster f f. The whole thing was just messed up because of me and biscuits and fr- what they call Texas toast. One place yeah. has. You don't know what Texas toast is? No, I is? love Texas toast, okay. but they have it for, in the frozen section at the grocery store. Yeah, I know. It's so good. But I assumed all these places had biscuits, and I was thinking of something vegetarian, but they didn't even have biscuits. It started a whole riot, basically, which place has the best chicken, and I don't and now think you're, And now you have a, your dog sitting a dog named Biscuit? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of funny. What's and happening? And now and, – and he thanks Chick-fil-A, basically. Well, he says he's going to miss Chick-fil-A in his I speech. And they when they escort Tex out, again, he's doing this – dotty happy old man kind yeah, of very walk. strange he's very waving strange. to people like he's doing a mall walk you know I think like it a, broke a, his no i think it broke his brain yeah or was no, it broken it, before no i think it broke his brain i think it may have been starting to break and then the stress of this just goodbye yeah that's definitely yeah or is was that an act so he'd seem like an innocent old man no i don't think so I, it seemed very since it seemed like an old man who had lost his marbles. Yeah, a little bit. Like, where is he? I hope he's in like an okay area of prison. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I'm not. Com- okay. Well, well. Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not convinced either. Okay. But he his behavior was just odd all along, and I I could see that it was an accident, and his behavior was just a result of him being losing it, going Got senile. It. So, so finish this basically, out. everything in the ranch is going to be auctioned off to the highest bidder. I could put down ten. Could you put in twenty bucks? Will that get us anywhere? For what the cow head, the mounted? I want the whole thing. I want like oh, you the want pool. the ranch? I want the ranch basically. Well, then you'll have to move with me I to want the Memphis, pond. won't you? Is there a pond? Yeah, slash there'll be lake? lots of ponds, slash lakes with docks and chairs <sighs> and porches. Oh, I love that. I know you do. But there's a lot of bugs there. I don't like the bugs. Thunderstorms. I love thunderstorms. Yeah, we had fun in Nashville, everybody. Yeah. I slept through most of it. So <sighs> there were things you wanted to mention. A lot of people online told us to listen to the Breakdown podcast okay. because they do a ton on this if you're interested. Ooh, I'm going to listen to that one. A okay. ton. I think I think it's a, a multi-episode series about this case because there's one episode that's just Danny Joe. So I definitely plan to listen to it eventually. I have a it's long called, list. It's called Breakdown? Breakdown, one word. Okay. Got it. And I asked Kara Fisher, Kara Fisher on Twitter. She's one of the several people who mentioned Breakdown. I said, is there anything really quick that we should mention from the Breakdown podcast Breakdown podcast on our podcast? And she said, one, well, she insists that the prosecutor be played by Lawrence Fishburne. That's fair. He didn't remind me of Lawrence Fishburne. There was someone else he, he reminded reminds me, me of. me more of Idris Michael Elba. Michael Clark Duncan? Duncan? No. Don't what if we cross? What if we cross Idris? Idris Elba is... Oh. Okay, if we cross Luther with Lawrence Fishburne. 
I could. Do you remember? You that know Michael works. Clark Duncan. Yes, I do. I I could see that. Okay. That was more to me than Lawrence Fishburne, and there's some, but there's someone else, and I just can't put my finger on it. Anyways, she oh, said you know, he could be played by uh, who plays Jesse on, uh, or is his name Jesse from Law and Order SVU? Oh, who Jesse plays, Martin. Yeah, Jesse Martin. No, he's not big could enough. He's not jacked enough. Okay. This guy was like a football player, but Jesse Mar- Jesse Martin is great. Okay, keep going. We're gonna we're gonna think about it. We're looking for bald black. You know what? How about this guy? There's this actor Deep that's voiced. in Girlfriend Guide to Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. There's the actress that plays Mike, the actor that plays Mike. Okay, looks a little bit like him. Look him up. Okay, he might, he might fit the bill on this. And okay. he's he's like a baseball coach in the show. He's got that vibe. Okay, go ahead. She said that two points that were made in the breakdown mm-hmm. podcast that were interesting. Mm-hmm. A couple nurses asked Diane if she wanted to see Tex, and mm-hmm. she said no. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mention the part where they did say she told the nurses it was an accident. She did. Both of those things are real. Both so of those things are true. They like cancel so you, each they, other out. Yeah. Correct. It's, what are you going to do? Yes. But here's something you might know. Mm-hmm. There was a personal masseuse. Oh, I don't know about this. In quotes, who slept in Tex's bedroom after Diane died. Oh, barf. Yeah. Yo, barf. I know, because it makes me think of the kissing and how bad the kissing is. So I don't know what was going on there. That's all Kara Kara gave me. But okay. we're going to listen to Breakdown. If anyone else listens, tell us yeah, what tell the us stuff the is. Stuff. Now, what did you want to say that was extra? Just about Tex's first marriage, just juicy stuff you might like. His yeah. first era marriage ended so badly that huh? he is estranged from two out of his three children. Really? Like was not invited to his daughter's wedding, estranged. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. that's also interesting. His, his first wife, her name? No. You just yeah. what is it? Jinx. No, that's her nickname, Jinx. So it was Tex and Jinx. <laughs> Tex and Jinx. <laughs> that looks good like on a, a wedding comedy. invite. That's a comedy team. Yeah, totally. I don't know what it sounds made up, and it also sounds like somebody's dogs. Yes, definitely. Yeah, Jinx. Come, Jinx. Here, come yeah. here, Jinx. Yeah, come here, Jinx. That's yeah. So that's I thought that was funny. So there, he loved guns. When they did the, the when they cleared his house, thirty five guns at the ranch. Oh wow! And eight from his apartment. Wow. There were so 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 many. I guns. mean, there was a gun range on the ranch, though. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't surprise me. He's a gun guy. He's a gun guy. So then this is interesting. So after Diane died. This friend, I think it's the friend, it might be the dad of Austin, asked him, they go on this South Dakota hunting trip every year. And so he asked him, he's like, do you, do you feel like coming this year? And he said, I don't ever want to touch a gun again. Oh. So that's kind of interesting. I found, I thought that was, huh. Tex also still got everything in the second will. That was a little bit confused. The only thing that changed is that Austin gets... Basically, when Tex dies, Austin has left it. Oh, after Tex, Tex first. dies. But after Tex goes or something happens to Tex. Wait, but how do they know that if they didn't find the second will? Because there's an email. There's an oh. email that talks about the changes that are being made to the will. Okay. And it generalizes them out. Also, this Atlanta, this Atlanta magazine also goes into really great detail about the lady. Remember the lady that took the stand? She was 
her secretary. The one who said she made a copy of something and handed it to Diane. Yes. She has been like a family friend for years and years and years and bawled when Tex like got convicted. But she was not actually on the side of the prosecution. I guess a lot of their friends were on the prosecution witness list and she was making him meals, sending it to the condo, but she couldn't come up because she was on the prosecution wit- witness mm. list. Yeah, yeah, because they showed her first about the will, but then they showed her saying, no, it seemed like they were very much in love. They were yeah. absolutely in love. And her and Diane had been friends for years before they even met. She even met Tex and hmm. married him. Like they had known each other for a long time. Okay. They also went past two hospitals to go to that hospital. Yeah. I that's I was confused about that because someone on Dateline producer said there was another hospital that's well known for the trauma center. Yeah, two and, closer. But that Tex said he knew the way to that one. That's why they did it, because he had done a bunch of work at that one. That's where a lot right. of his clients, like from right. his firm, had come from right. that hospital. So he I That kind of makes sense. It makes sense too. Also so one of the things that Danny Joe said earlier is that Diane woke Tex up in the back seat. She said, "I Tex, can you can you wake up and look at ways for us?" <gasps> she woke him up. She woke him up because they couldn't like they would didn't know where to go. Yeah, she woke him up. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. So she but jolted him away. That does definitely make me think that if he did plan to do it, it was. Not planned to do it, but did it on purpose, that it was a, of opportunity, that he hadn't gotten a chance to do it at the ranch because there were people around and he got the chance to do it then. I don't think so. But I kind of don't think so. I kind of think it was an accident. I do and too. his behavior was just of a guy who was not- All there. All there. Right? And then, so then one other thing that's going to be really good for the appeal, that that article also goes through all the stuff that's good for the appeal. But the thing I found the most interesting, the jury sent 298 questions. Wow. Back in. Wow. They have that many questions. If they have that many questions, that means they have reasonable doubt. Yeah, absolutely. You can't have that many questions. Yeah. So he will get an appeal. But I mean, I don't know how long that's going to take. He's old. He's, He's 75. He's very old. Or 78 yeah. now? Yeah. I don't know. And That's he was I already – I think he's probably doddering around in prison just smiling and waving at people doing his daily mall walk. Yeah. And he doesn't really even know where he is. And that's fine. I do – okay. So for I do want to say I don't think I should be watching on a high-def TV anymore that's this big like at the house I'm house-sitting for. Really? Because it's so unforgiving. Yeah, it is. And I noticed, I thought like two different people had herpes and <laughs> I I just noticed everything and then it drives me crazy. B-roll Bonanza. We're going to have to pick and choose on these, which ones we want to do. B-roll Bonanza? I only saw a couple. What do you no, want to say? On our, on our list of things that we discuss. We are a little long. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Okay. So what's your what is your do you do you have B roll bonanza that you would like to discuss? Mm, I guess it's not that important. I could skip that. Okay. Quotes of the week I could read them really fast. Yeah, I've got one too. Go for it. I just have. <laughs> it had it all: race, tragedy, rich people doing dumb things. There you go. The I Mickey had that quote. too. Yeah, I mean, that it's was a great the best. one. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Also, she said. I don't want to hear about the labor pains. Just show me the baby. 
Love and that. then when Mankey said to the auctioneer, she never met a mannequin she didn't like, and the auctioneer laughed way too hard. Yeah. Like Brandon Fraser at the Golden Globes, like an insane laughter that was way out of touch with what Mankey said. What happened? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gotcha. And then Lester actually had a really good one. And I never give Lester enough credit. Oh my credit. gosh. What Lester say? He said, next up, a media firestorm and Tex provides the match. Oh. Right? Good work, Lester. Good work. Precious moments when Diane's company puts her photo up on the tower. I thought that was kind of cool. And like, I'd, no one's doing that for me. But tower? Um, it was like a full-on tower in Atlanta, and oh, it's wow. on the side of the building. They put her photo up on the screen. It's like the Jumbotron, but for it's outside. Seriously, besides the fact that he may have killed her on purpose, wouldn't if you didn't kill her on purpose, wouldn't you just feel like a moron? You killed this woman that was beloved. Uh-huh. Her she face do- is on a building. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. MVP loser. MVP, obviously, for me is Danny Joe. Mm-hmm. And the loser, I'm not saying the prosecutor was a loser. I really liked him. But the the water jar is the full-on loser of the week. The water jar was a mistake. Brand's unhappy being with date on Dateline now or associated with murder. Maybe Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A, missed by prisoners everywhere. Exactly. Chick-fil-A. Maybe the auction place that literally had their brand, they made sure that it was in every shot. Well, yeah. That Wouldn't was sort you? of, he was really intense. Yeah, that's Maybe why he that's laughed. Maybe that's why he so, laughed so hard, I yeah. I think they, they might be going through hard times. Okay, I'll give them a break. They're really excited to be on Dateline. Yeah, I'll so, give them a break. So, Joan Rivers Fashion Police. Oh. I know, it's a lot. Do you want to start? No, there's just so much cow cow print and then so much pony hair. So yes. many items that are calf's hair items. Oh, the interesting. The person in the back seat is this cow bag that's actual hair yes and then later we see danny joe walking down the street with another bag that's also hair yes. lots of fur bags which i was very surprised mm-hmm. at that's a lot of fur and leather happening then we go into the house and we have cow fur bar stools yes a giant cow head so many cows on the wall. so many cows so like, many poor cows they died. hate cows they hate, they hate cows. them yeah. Do you guys know that cows, well, no, maybe it's pigs. Pigs are as intelligent as a kindergartner. But pig cows are maybe a little dumber, but maybe they're as smart as a dog. I don't know. I don't know. They have hearts, though. Guys, What the one thing that got me was the. it's on one of the mannequins, I think. It was what? a full-on cowhide jacket yes it was it was like the hide literally came off the cow yeah and then the belt is like a rope belt it's literally like you lassoed your your jacket is you lassoed a cow skin and wrapped it around you so what's really interesting is that fur seems to be and they mentioned that she liked buying furs and things like that which are obviously super luxury items right Mm -hmm. but because we live in los angeles and if you wore fur Oh, you couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't get... wear fur. No. You could maybe wear a cow jacket because people would probably not think it was mm-hmm. real. But yeah. even that, I mean, people carry leather bags here and stuff. It's I mean, I have leather bags and shoes, but yeah. I don't I don't. But they're throwing but, they're yes. throwing paint at you if you're wearing But if fur you're wearing here. a fur jacket or a jacket that looks like you draped a cow over your shoulders, <laughs> yeah, you're you're in, you can't wear that in LA. 
for the most part. There was one picture. There were so many great old pictures. And in one of yes, them, her boss is wearing a full-on plaid suit. The jacket and the pants, it's all plaid. I was obsessed with it. Oh it looked gosh. like a couch upholstery. It was so good. Why not? And then we've got shoulder pads. We've got sweaters that are basically dresses. Yep, the And best. they're totally plain except for giant embroidered designs right here on the shoulders. It was. It's all the You've shoulders. You've never seen this before? Oh, yeah. No, I had them. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Remember we used to watch I Love the 80s and one of the comedians said the 80s and the 90s are like the shape of them is like a triangle upside down because it it's literally like skinny legging pants and then the most linebacker, huge, yeah, huge shoulders. Absolutely. And then, yeah, she had a fur jacket. There was a man in one of the pictures who had a red leather jacket and a hat like Michael Jackson. It was really – but he was like 90. Why it was not? weird. And then I want to say Danny Joe looked great on the witness stand. She had like a side bun Yeah, I liked thing, that. And I liked that. And then when they go on the ride along, Mankey's wearing his black suit and it's nighttime and it's raining out. It's like a film noir. But mm -hmm. she was dressed like she was going to a picnic. She had this bright yellow cutout top and white pants and her hair is in a pony. So cute. Loved it. Alternative theories. One one thing really quick. The attorney with the braid also had oh, these insane checkered socks. Oh, they were huge. Know. They were huge checks because I couldn't figure out because they kept showing flashes of their full body. And I said, what is going on at the bottom? And I had to look and it was, of course, he, he has to be different and wear crazy socks. It's fine. I just Yeah, I that's up. why he does the hair. He has to be different. Sure. Alternative theories. So we both think that this very well could have been an accident. Absolutely. I do not think in any way Danny Joe was involved. No, of course not. I there just think there was someone crazy on Twitter who was trying to imply that. I ignored them. Yeah, that's stupid. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're not stupid, but your theory is stupid. Yeah. Danny Joe is an angel. We don't deserve her. Now, do we have any titles? Oh boy. Uh-huh. Okay. Should I go first cuz yours are probably much better? You can um, go. Um, the kisses seen round the world and then the world throws up. <laughs> First came Mannequin, then came Mannequin 2 on the move. This is Mannequin 3, Return to the Ranch, starring Andrew McCarthy and Leah Thompson. There you go. Black lives think white lives are morons. I was trying to play with the, like, because white people are doing dumb stuff. And, and does that it's work? rich people doing dumb things. But you could just substitute rich white people in this case. They were doing, okay, he and, did a dumb thing. Go ahead. I'm ready for yours. All right. So my first, I have, I have basically going off half cocked was one of my titles. So mm -hmm. that's, that's sort of already done. Mm -hmm. But so what I have is Diane for the truth. Because of Diane. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then this yeah. is the one. This is the piece de resistance. Sorry. What piece is it? Piece de resistance. Piece de resistance. Okay. It is don't. Text and drive. <gasps> Drop the oh mic. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. That's the only one I needed. That's Don't text and drive. So good. I thought you would think it was good. That uh -huh. is so good. Yeah. That's yeah. excellent. I nailed like, I'm not it on laughing, that one. But I'm I know, just, but you it's acknowledge. One of those, it's like one of those smart jokes on Arrested Development mm -hmm. and you don't even laugh. You just go, wow, that's good. Wow, that's good. Yeah. That's I knew, really good. I knew, I knew it was good. I knew it was Kimberly intelligence level good. I was like, wow. she's going to think it's good. 
Could we say it's not as good, but don't mess with texts? Don't mess with texts is good too. But not as good as don't text and drive. That's excellent. That's one of the best you've ever done. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I feel like balloons are going off and like there should be confetti wands. I'm proud of you. And like Like, the sound that like when you win a jackpot on a slot machine, it goes pew, pew, pew. That's the sound I hear when I just did that one. My life is sad. It's not it's not as exciting as Danny Joe's. Emily Atkinson, alternative title. A little ditty about Tex and Diane. I had that one too. I had that one, but I do give that to you, Emily. But I did. I kept thinking that in my head. Okay. But then I felt like we'd done it before. We have. We've definitely done it before. I've also, I think, done Diane for the truth before or Diane for love. I think I've used Diane as dying. Okay. Maybe. Sorry. Chuck DZ 76, Danny Joe is everything, giving us her firsthand narration and she's serving looks. Yes, she is. Correct. Nikki. In his defense, I would also really miss Chick-fil-A if I went to prison. Okay. Have you had Chick-fil-A? No, I never have. I've never had it. I don't know. But Nikki also said, if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. As you age, you forget how to properly kiss. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I need to remember that. I need yeah. to keep – make sure that – yeah. L- okay. Lisa Matheson, oh, like to practice so you don't lose it? Yeah, to keep kissing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you need to be videotape it and then watch yourself and see what it looks like and okay. see if it looks like them. I don't know. I'm not going to do that. You could like, ju- like you know, Elaine videotapes herself dancing on Seinfeld and then she watches it. That's how she knows how bad she is. Oh, God. With the okay. little kicks. Lisa Matheson, <laughs> murder's name is Tex. B-roll footage of victim wrangling Tex and Longhorn cattle. God's son's name is Austin. For God's sakes, I'm marking Texas off the bingo card. It totally counts. It counts. I think that's fair. Correct. Also, I, this I will give you that. Lisa Matheson won bingo last week. Congratulations. Oh, she's killing it. That's I know. Great. She's killing it. Elizabeth West said, if your defense attorney has a ponytail and receding hairline, you're going to jail for life. And Josh Manquit said, I would have agreed until I met him. I'd hire that guy. He's kind of famous. He is. He's kind of famous in Atlanta. He is. Yeah. He totally is. So I guess he can get away with it because if you're kind of famous (sighs) and you're like known as one of the best lawyers in Atlanta. Yeah. You want to wear that ponytail and rock it? Maybe he's in a band. I have a strong feeling that he's in some sort of bluegrass band and he plays on the weekends and that's his love. And he built like a little mini studio in his house. I bet, bet me money. But do you think he's famous enough that the jurors would see him and not disregard him automatically because of that ponytail? I think they kept talking about what a small town Atlanta is. I think he's pretty well known. I think okay. the fact that he was his attorney spoke volumes. Okay. I think yeah, it was a problem. Right, because he was high up there. So he yeah. probably had the best team. Okay. Elizabeth West has a picture of Josh Menke and Danny in the car driving. And yeah. she said, worst buddy movie ever. I Who's, completely why? disagree. I think that the, the best buddy cop movie ever. <laughs> I just thought, wouldn't it be funny if we could somehow do a meme of Danny Joe and Mick in the car, and then all of a sudden Mickey pops out from the yes, back and seat is jealous? Like, like uh, make yeah. his mind. Don't make me do it. Don't make <laughs> me say it. <laughs> How amazing would that be? Can we? Yes. We got to figure that out. Okay. Mickey I wish I knew how to Mankey do things. Be and best friends, and this would be like Danny and Mankey being best. No, they get Mickey their own song. Would be like, what is happening? 
they get their own song. They get, and we can build, build this dream together. together. <laughs> Standing strong forever. Nothing's gonna, gonna stop, stop us now. Yeah, that's oh. that's what Danny Joe and Mank get. You know what? We want to do a um, Spotify playlist. So if people are re-listening to our show because I'm too lazy to, tweet us or send us songs that we've mentioned because we want to put them we'll all do, together. Yeah, we'll do a Spotify, we'll do a Spotify list for you playlist guys. And that will be included. <laughs> songs that we have badly sung. <laughs> yeah. Jay, Jay Avila says, Rucker's pocket square game is strong. Josh Mankiewicz, challenge accepted. Oh, nice. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good tweet. Joanne Ski Joey says, you could have done carpool karaoke with that lady, Josh Mankiewicz. And I, you know, like Josh Corb, Josh, what's, is it Josh Corbin? Cor- yeah. John uh-huh. Corbin? What's his name? Corbin. Corbin. John? Josh? Oh, stop it. You're going to, I know, I see, now, I know James it. And then Corbin. James, there we go. There we go. So he did, how funny would Mankey be on carpool karaoke? And what would he sing? And what would he sing? I mean, come on. So that would have been just so good. And I bet Danny Joe is really good at karaoke. Yora Lamb says, Mank, never met a mannequin she didn't like. Auctioneer laughs up laughs uproariously for 12 minutes straight. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, stop. I think I just had a really good idea. And I think that maybe we should add a segment, a weekly segment yeah. for what's their karaoke go to for some for the for the people in the episodes. That's a good one. Because I feel like it, you can like associate them with a song. Uh-huh. Well, you're better at that. That's going to be your thing. Okay. That can I'm be not my good thing. at that. Well, you're good at everything else. I'm so not good at casting couch, which we tried to do casting couch, mm-hmm. and neither one of us were good at it. So no. so let's try. Can we try karaoke, their karaoke go-to? Yeah. We're going to try next week okay. or this week. Are you still – you're going to try to think – you're not going to be listening to the rest of these tweets, are you? Because you're going to be thinking about Danny Joe's karaoke song. I already got it. What is it? The dance. Oh, build the stream – no, the dance with Garth Brooks. Choosing some sort of country. So it might be, oh no, it's, uh, sorry, that's Mankey's if they're okay. in the car. Okay. And Danny Joe's is, I feel like a woman. Damn, I feel like, man, I the feel best. like yeah. a woman. That's not, okay, yeah, yeah. I can see that. The best part about being, being a woman. Lady. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Okay. Skylar rules 24. First, Danny Joe is gorgeous. Second, was text tested for having his full faculties? He didn't look like he fully understood what was Correct. happening. Correct. He didn't. He didn't. He straight he up did didn't. not look like he understood he was going to jail for life. He didn't. Solvona, text is a hot mess express. And I wanted to add, or is he a Tex-Mex express? Oh, Kimber, that was like, good. It's like a Taco Bell Express. Like Aaron on The Office, it turned into a regular Taco Bell and she just couldn't keep up. She couldn't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Sixth Street Sock, a fully loaded gun and an unloaded gun are metal weights. No damn way you didn't realize a loaded firearm is in your lap. And I'm side-eyeing Danny Joe for letting Tex fall asleep with the loaded firearm. I wish he would have shot his pita wita. Pita Wita? No. How's this spelled? P-E-E-T-A. Pita. Space W-E-E-T-A. Can we can agree we, this? Can we take that? Can we steal that? This whole thing would be better if he had shot his Pita Wita off. So for sure. It's Clovis and Pita Wita now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Clovis and Pita Wita. Who's that? Who's that? The, the tw- that is 6th Street Sock. 
Okay, Sixth Street Sock. Let us know if it's not okay if we use that, if that's a family a family name for genitalia. <laughs> and it means something really important to you. Right. Like it'll, yeah, it's it's sacred. Bree says, watching Dateline and this guy's defense of why he had his shotgun out that he accidentally shot his wife was because they were in a bad neighborhood and Black Lives Matter had protests that had been violent and he didn't know if the people were homeless or Black Lives affiliated. People really hate us, LMFAO. <laughs> wow. Uh, this weird. That's sort of what how I feel if someone's like really anti-Semitic on the news. I just go, ha, people really hate us. Laugh at my ass off. Wow. Katrina says, text can't tell the difference between a group of homeless people or Black Lives Matter protests. Sounds about white. Oh, oh that's good. <laughs> Ton- that was good. <laughs> Ton Batonbo, the more money you make, the wider you have to open your mouth when you kiss. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, Rizzo D says, watching last night's Dateline, this prosecutor Rutger has a strong tie pocket square game, but J- Josh Mankiewicz never loses. And Josh Mankiewicz wrote, he's very good. <laughs> <laughs> DK Runnels, just spitballing here, but he shot her. So maybe that's why he wasn't treated as a VIP at her memorial service by those that loved her. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really just, even put yeah. that together, but the sister is like bitching that he wasn't in any of the photos. Yeah, he he did actually kill her. He, yeah, yeah, regardless of if he meant of to or not. Whether he wanted to or not. He, he right. did shoot her. He, so he I don't think the there's going to be like a hug parade for yeah. him or something. Yeah. No one's bringing him casserole. Yeah. Angela de St. John. I'm demanding this kind of memorial on my death. Put a rose on my Kia and set up a mannequin <laughs> wearing my Walmart jeans. <laughs> I know, it's so good. Just Jules says, pretty sure my memorial photo won't make it into an all-staff email, much less on our building. <laughs> wow. An all-staff email. Oh, that that's makes good. me laugh. Okay, and then finally, Brenda... Alisi says, watching them kiss gives me confusional arousal. (laughs) Brilliant. Man, people were on it. I know. On it, guys. Really good Twitters. Love it. So I think that's all we wanted to say. Oh, something in the news. 8,000 people have recommended that we watch The Staircase on Netflix. We might watch it. I don't know if we're going to cover it, but a bunch I know of people. The story. I know. Yeah, I know the story too. It's have that... we not covered that case? No, we didn't cover it. It was on a Dateline, but we haven't covered it. But a lot mm. of people want us to watch it and cover it. So we'll think about it. We're we're considerate. We might. I like that story. It's a really good. It's a juicy case. But it I heard is. they don't go into the owl theory on the Netflix special, which to me is the whole point. I don't so... think it's that case. It's a different one. No, it is. It's the owl case. Oh, it is the owl? It is, but they don't go into the owl, which is really frustrating because that's, to me... You got to talk about the owl. You have to talk about the owl. That's That's irritating. That's the whole thing. That's what makes it interesting. So we might, yeah, so we might do that. We love you guys. What else do we want to say? We're not, we not might do that. We're doing that. The staircase? Oh, the staircase for sure. We're definitely doing some bonus episodes and we're also going to start doing this preview recap, pre-cap preview review whatever we're calling it 
a, a speed date with Dateline. That's for our Patreons and some more extra content. Yeah, bonus episode. There's lots of exciting stuff coming, you guys. Lots. Can't even especially, tell you. Especially this week. So exciting stuff coming up. So thank you. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Please leave us good iTunes reviews. That's the most important thing you can do. And our Patreon is up. And you pledge a monthly amount and you get stuff. And that's so I think that's be looking for your packages and yes. watch for some some fun content this week. And uh, don't watch alone. Don't watch alone. Watch in your cowhide jacket. No, watch in Texarkana, wherever that is. What is that? I think it's Texas and Arkansas. I'm not sure what it is. It's driving me crazy. Watch with your cracker j- jacks, climp, climp, clam. Flam flam. What, what are you saying? Oh, yeah, watch with your, cl- your flip flaps. Watch with your flip flaps on. Texarkana. Stop. Texarkana. What is it? Texarkana it's is a city in Bowie County, Texas, located in the Arkansas, Texas region. Its twin city is the neighboring Texarkana, Arkansas. There are two Texarkanas. There's one in Texas, one in Arkansas. Oh, that's interesting. So, Tex Atlanta was not that far off okay i just couldn't get there it's fine yeah it's okay you just say your good one again and don't forget everybody don't text and drive (laughs) (laughs) good night everybody bye